and it is not like most of my friends water who brokes stories it it was an audible pop and it was so powerful that i thought i had our baby in my pants welcome to the happy home birth podcast your source for positive natural childbirth stories and your community of support education and encouragement in all things home birth and motherhood First births. You don't know what's going on with your body. They're long and mothers enter them feeling uncertain and needing assurance, right? Hey there, happy home birthers, and welcome to episode 232 of the Happy Home Birth Podcast. I'm your host, Caitlin Fusco, and this week we are speaking to Sarah, who lives in Traveler's Rest, South Carolina, with her husband, Rob their first child and son, Charlie, and their two big all-American mutts, Captain and Bucky. Sarah and her husband, Rob, strive to live a gospel-centered and holistic ancestral lifestyle to create the best and safest environment for their children to learn and thrive. Home birth was their plan A, and Charlie's birth story wasn't exactly what Sarah envisioned. It was better, and one of the best and most intimate memories she and Rob will ever share together. Now, before we jump into this absolutely incredible birth story, I did want to share an update that my own babe has made his arrival into the world. Um, Thomas and I got to meet our son, Thomas, uh, on the 26th of May at 7.03 p.m. And he is such a joy such a delight to our family already. I am stuck in between these emotions of how has it already been a week and a few days? And then haven't I known you forever? I just am so excited for our family. And I'm really looking forward to this time that we are going to have uh, where I take a bit of a maternity leave. Um, So after this episode, over the next 12 weeks, so throughout the summer, we are going to be having encore episodes. I've chosen some podcast interviews that I've done over the years that were interesting. Some of these are older um, and I wanted to just bring them back up so that we can look at them again with fresh eyes. And then after that, after those 12 weeks, Thomas and I are going to share our birth story. So I hope that you're looking forward to that. In the meantime, this week, I wanted to celebrate our baby by putting my (laughs) babies, my childbirth education babies on sale. So Happy Home Birth Academy and the Home Birth Collective are on sale for 20% off for this week only. So that's going to run through uh, Sunday the 11th at 11.59 p.m. Uh, So 20% off if you use the code BABYBOY. And I am so excited to have some new students in these programs. I am thrilled to celebrate our own birth experience and hope that you enjoy that. Okay, you're going to love this story, my friends. Let's go ahead and jump in now. Please remember that the opinions of my guest may not necessarily reflect my own and vice versa. And this show is not medical advice. It's an educational tool. So continue to take empowered responsibility for your health and your family. 
Sarah, thank you so much for coming on the Happy Home Birth Podcast. I'm so excited to be here. It's such an honor. <laughs> I am so excited to have you on as well. Would you mind taking just a moment to introduce yourself and your family to the listeners? Yes. Um, so my name is Sarah Middleton. I live in Traveler's Rest, South Carolina um, with my husband, Rob. Um, our first children were had four legs. They, mm-hmm. Captain and Bucky, we are absolutely obsessed with them. And our newest, um, sweet, precious child is Charlie. He is Robert Charles Middleton Jr., but he's, we're calling him Charlie. And, um, so we are officially family of three plus two. Um, (laughs) and we, we are outdoorsy. Um, we are prioritized just health and, um, just an ancestral way of living and are very involved. We are big community people. Um, so talk of, talk about missing some social aspects um, during postpartum, but we have such an incredible community, but that's a little bit about us. Mm, I love it. Yeah. I have just so loved <laughs> watching your <laughs> stories just with your dogs. They are just, <laughs> they have such very, clear and like neat personalities. That's what I, that's, that's my gift to the world. I may not show pictures of our baby's face on social, but our dogs, they, everybody can have them. They're, they're, they're hilarious. (laughs) So funny. Okay. So this was a human baby number one. So what was your experience becoming pregnant like in the first place? Wow. Um, I, you know, our experience was very patient. We um, were five years married as of this past April. So we were knew that like after three years, we wanted to enjoy marriage. And that's after three years, we knew that we wanted to then start a family if that was going to be, you know, the plan and, and God's plan for us. Um, so uh, last, I guess it was last year, we stopped preventing Um, you know, we never really stressed about, let's try to get pregnant. We just kind of stopped preventing and, um, enjoyed ourselves. I think you have to have fun. Um, (laughs) kept very low stress management and I mean, getting pregnant, I'll, I'll focus a lot on some, probably some stress management and, um, you know, just leaning into, to our faith because, um, there was a few, it took us maybe five, almost six months to get pregnant. Um, and, we kind of just trusted like, okay, like God may or may not call us to be parents. Um, it's hard to get pregnant. Um, you know, it's, it's definitely not easy for everybody. And, um, I'm very sensitive to that. Um, so we just tried to keep it low stress. I had a few things that were really stressful in the months of May and June. Um, and in the month of July, I kind of decided to, um, take a different approach to stress management. And I signed up for a uh, sprint triathlon with one of my best friends and that became a stress management for me. So the month of July, it was just, I've got to let go of the stress I'm holding on to. And we're trying to get pregnant and it's really hard to get pregnant when you're stressed. Um, and that's something my mom encouraged me in. And so, um, our journey just kind of became, all right, let's just, let's just focus on our health. Let's focus on having a stress-free environment, which is always something that we've wanted to create in our home. I signed up to do this a sprint triathlon with one of my best friends. So, so such great to, to just do something like an activity like that, um, with, with the best friend of mine. And, um, we kind of trained and, um, 
I, I'll say, you know, our story is, has a lot of in denial in it. So I was maybe a little bit in denial finding out we were pregnant. Um, I was trying to pay attention so much to signs and, you know, every, you know, trying to get pregnant, you know, you're kind of like looking at your cycle and you're tracking your period and whatever would come every month. You're like, all right, next month, let's see, you know, see what happens. And, um, so we get to race weekends about the end of July and, um, my friend just, we'd been working out together, um, training together for this, for the race. And, um, she was like, oh man, I'm, you know, I'm a little behind on my cycle. And I was like, ah, we're synced up. Cause you know, when you spend a lot of time with your girlfriends, you just kind of sync up. And, um, so I was like, oh man, maybe that's why I'm late, but I have a history of, um, when I've trained for races in the past, I did some half marathons, um, prior, um, in prior years. I know you were a runner too, right, Caitlin? Yeah, I ran in high school. I ran, um, but I loved long distance races. I had a history of my, um, cycle would start on a race day. Super fun. Right. (laughs) Um, so I was just, Oh, supposed to start, you know, the Thursday before this race. Um, and it still did it. And I was like, it's going to start on race day. Great. Um, but it didn't. And I was thankful for that. So I was like, okay, my cycle must just be out of whack. Um, because we've been training together. This is definitely a new exercise I've picked up. It's different than what I'm used to. So we get through this race and, um, uh, looking back, I understand why the race was so hard now, (laughs) but, um, you know, I kind of had, you know, tenderness and just started kind of noticing some symptoms, you know, a couple of days after the race, when my period still had not come. And I finally, you know, told my husband, Rob, I was like, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to go get a test and just see, I don't want to get my hopes up. I know, you know, it doesn't always happen, you know, first, second, third time. So I'm going to get a test and we'll find out. That was like five days of my cycle being um, behind. Um, And um, it ended up being a pregnant test and mm. super excited. I, you know, took one in the evening, took one in the morning and everybody said, Oh, if you take it at night. That's a sure thing. And I was like, all right, woo, this is awesome. Um, so we were super, super excited. You know, we, we, I definitely just prayed a lot for this story to, to happen, but which it's really funny, you know, looking back, like realizing, um, you know, once you find out, that your, your pregnancy is confirmed. Like we, um, looking back, I was running this race about four or five weeks pregnant and didn't know it. And it was <laughs> the hardest race I've ever ran. Um, and yeah. it was just a sprint triathlon. So that's a huge uh, factor in like, okay, well you were pregnant. No wonder it was so tough. Um, but I have to say like my pregnancy journey was, incredible. I, I feel like I had a dream pregnancy. Um, and like I, I said before, I really just leaned into my faith and, um, I just trusted, you know, there's, there's a lot of fear in your first trimester. A lot of people don't talk about that, how scary it can be your first trimester waiting to find out or, you know, hoping it's, it, there's a lot of hope and anxiety that can occur in the first trimester. Um, and I just like reminded myself that, you know, God authors our stories, 
like God has authored, you know, my story to, you know, become a mom, hopefully, and us to become parents. And he's already authored the story of this precious, you know, child growing inside and the development of that. So I just fully trusted that because we knew from the beginning that we wanted to have a home birth. And that came just from spending a few years dialing in an ancestral way of living and our health and how we eat, how we do a set up our environment in our home, um, what we put on our skin, what we put in our hair, everything. Um, and I just knew that um, even ancestrally, but it's, it's um, a God designed ability to be a woman who can carry a child I just trusted that because a lot of, you know, four or five weeks in, we let some people know so that they could be praying for us and just shared that with very, very tight knit community. Um, but everybody was like, so do you have an OB appointment? And um, are you going to have an ultrasound right now? And I'm like, oh, nope. Um, we are looking for a midwife because we're going to do a home birth and we are very confident in it. And I don't even... I think it was nine weeks when I had a consultation with a midwife. And by that point, I know, well, I guess our, you know, cultural, the culturally, you know, folks will have a, an ultrasound much sooner than that, which is fine. Um, but I just was trusting the innate, nothing is wrong. I, I'm, I think that everything is going well, but I, I didn't have any morning sickness. I was very tired, um, but I didn't have any like severe symptoms for during those first few weeks of pregnancy. So we consulted with the midwife. We're on a wait list with a couple in town. Um, and then as soon as we um, met with our midwife, who is now our, our midwife, Jen Jennifer, we, I knew immediately, I was like, okay, we walked out of that appointment, having not even actually met with anybody else yet. Um, but just knowing that she was the person that we were going to be able to trust in care for the pregnancy journey for our birth and, I couldn't wait to get started. So mm -hmm. our first official appointment about um, in the first trimester was at 10 weeks. And even at that first appointment, we, um, you know, got to hear the heartbeat. And of course, that is probably one of the most magical um, parts about being pregnant. And um, and so it didn't, you know, it didn't occur with an ultrasound. It didn't occur with, um, you know, getting any blood tests yet at that point. We again, just trusted and waited to that 10 week appointment. And it was just pure magic. And I think in first trimester, just towards the end of it, um, I, um, had a little bit of nausea, uh, but it was only when I needed to eat something. So, um, it was fun kind of knowing in our, the tight knit community that we shared being pregnant with, um, knowing that I was pregnant, but being able to kind of like save a surprise for people for later as well. When we would tell, like when I would tell my work family and some more people in our community, um, it was really nice that I was able to hide that well because I didn't have traditional symptoms of needing to go to the bathroom and throw up. So I am so grateful, um, beyond grateful that I had such a great first trimester experience. Um, second trimester, being pregnant was like the dream. I felt like I had superpowers. Um, and I know not many people get to say that, but a lot of people do. Um, and I was, I felt better pregnant than I did not pregnant, I will say. Um, and 
it was just phenomenal to just experience it. And that is when I started um, your class at, with the collective. And um, it was, it was so fun, like having this, the education, we're just expounding on the education. I had been reading about physiological birth when the, from the Bradley method book. And so every, I just felt empowered and confident and more confident as I was carrying, um, carrying our baby, which he was a surprise baby. We didn't actually find out his gender. So, um, it was every step of the way. I just was confident. Uh, I leaned into, um, just my, the design for me to carry him from, from God. And, um, and then third trimester hat was still the same. I felt pretty good. I was, I was working out with a neighbor throughout the whole pregnancy. Um, I will say probably the, the, you know, the three attributes to just how great the pregnancy was, was definitely just faith. Um, second was just nutrition. Um, I, um, stuck to a more animal based, um, diet and, like I wasn't taking a prenatal. I you was taking supplements like um, cod liver oil, uh, desiccated organs um, from heart and soil com- um, supplements. So I was knowing about nutrient dense foods from animal based sources. That was what I prioritized in my diet. So we ate a lot of red meat. Actually, in my in my first trimester, I had an aversion to beef and red meat, which that was a huge confirmation that I was pregnant because. <laughs> Having a few eggs and beef was not normal. That was complete opposite to what, you know, we eat on the daily. Um, so I was like, oh yeah, I'm definitely pregnant <laughs> because there's no way that I don't like beef right now, just randomly. Um, <laughs> this is not me. It's funny. Um, but no, I just, um, I think taking care of yourself nutritionally, staying active, um, staying hydrated, um, keeping low, you know, low stress, staying calm, definitely attributed. And then, I mean, we can talk about how wonderful educating yourself is in pregnancy about birth, but in your class, Caitlin, I mean, it's everything. Um, it was, I mean, I keep telling so many friends and I'm like, listen, even if you're not even planning for a home birth, but you're planning for a, a birth center, or maybe you are at home or you, you still, you want to do a natural birth in the hospital. I was like, you need to sign up or find a way to get this education because it's priceless. Um, and I, I think one thing that you would say, Caitlin, in the classes, you know, a lot of people spend more on their wedding than they do on preparing for the birth of their children. And I'm like, wow, that is a gut punch because weddings are so expensive and I know that we, you know, probably overspent on our wedding. So I was like, you know what, we're not gonna, we're not gonna be shy about investing in education and the right, you know, foods for nutrition. Maybe they're a little bit more expensive, but this is so needed. And I, in some ways, I want to, you know, advocate even more for it. I don't know what that'll look like in the future, but just it, it makes me, um, kind of fires me up to think that this is not as readily available. Um, yeah. and, uh, so I can't emphasize just education more. And that has been, you know, through the class and working with our midwife, that personal experience where our midwife, I mean, we were never afraid to ask her questions. She guided mm-hmm. us through and echoed a lot of what we were, I was being taught through your class. 
um, throughout the whole pregnancy at every single meeting. Um, and um, it was just so fascinating to learn. Um, I just, I, I could talk about birth all day now, um, or just about education and, and um, just the, the, the special, I guess, uniqueness of how we're made to, to do this. Um, but all the things that you can do to prepare, um, the, what you can, you know, even when you, when you think about mindfulness and being able to talk about fears and, and boundaries, like it is so important to recognize that, to think about that as part of your birth, but not, not just birth, but postpartum. Um, but to also keep that education for, you know, first time mom and I'm first time mom over here. So you, there's a lot that you still don't know. And, um, you know, we're still navigating just a lot of the steps of being a first time mom. Um, and so that is, you know, what I would say about our pregnancy, but it was, it was a dream. Um, mm. I'm so grateful. <laughs> oh, I'm so grateful to hear all of this expressed so beautifully. And it is, it's such a joy also because the mothers who tend to, you know, invest in something like the Home Birth Collective are the ones who are truly interested in learning and truly interested in making mm-hmm. changes and and activating what it is that we're discussing. And mm-hmm. it it just, it's so beautiful to see these things unfold in the way that they do. And I mean, your story is no different. I'm so excited to, um, to get into what that actually looked like and what it's looked like postpartum. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, <laughs> thank you for sharing that. I, I just love to hear that. I'm so grateful yeah. that it, it, was so helpful. Absolutely. Well, I will, I mean, I'll give you a foreshadow. We would not have been able to, um, go through the birth that we went through, um, without any of it. And, um, mm-hmm. so, and I hope you laugh with me too. And when, when we get to the birth part, cause it's pretty wild. Yeah. I'm really, <laughs> I'm really I keep teasing people. I'm like, it's pretty wild, but it, it's much, it's much more fun to share it. <laughs> with somebody like Uh in person or talking with them um, than it has been to try to put it in words, you know, and share on a, like in a post or anything like that. So well, then this will be perfect. You just send this out to everybody. Absolutely. (laughs) Well, well, good. Well then let's, let's start heading that way. So, uh, you know, towards the end of your pregnancy, you're meeting with your midwife consistently. Mm -hmm. Um, What, what were you thinking, feeling as you, got ready to welcome this new baby? And then what did it look like to begin the birthing process? Oh yeah, absolutely. Well, I think, you know, you, you envision a birth and I, with the, the help of like the, um, the collective and I mean, just going in depth about postpartum and what that's going to look like. I definitely had a little bit of, not an expectation, but a vision of how I would need to conduct myself for birth. And for me, um, you know, I am, I'm very much a busy body. My brain is a busy body. My being is a busy body. Um, so I had to put, I guess I had to set myself up for realistic expectations of what birth could be like. And the answer to that is you can't really expect what it's going to be like. You can only prepare you know, mentally, emotionally, and, um, with your knowledge to be able to get, to go through birth, um, with confidence and 
knowing that this, hey, this is my identity as a woman to do this. I was created to do this. I am prepared to go through this because that is how I'm supposed to, this is what I'm supposed to do. Um, so I, you know, I envisioned like setting up the birth center and, um, I actually expected to be farther along, like maybe 41 or even 42 weeks to deliver because I carried really small. Um, the whole time I knew that I was, I was carrying pretty small, like our midwife and physicians were, you know, thinking, you know, we're not going to have a big baby. And I'm like, okay, good. You know, cause you know, average babies these days is like eight pounds. So if it's maybe seven pounds, I'll be thankful. Um, because this, you just don't know birth is wild. And, um, you know, I was ready to meet and, you know, we talked, talked a lot about the primal mother and that was just my love language because we, we want to live a primal lifestyle and, and want to just, again, navigate our life through how we're created. So I even made this playlist called the primal mother where I put, um, um, worship music and film scores on music that I knew would really be able to help me focus and be calm and stay confident and, um, mentally kind of put me in the zone. Um, and I'd, we actually have some friends who'd done home births before and had their babies at home. And I mean, they're like, you're going to know, like, you're going to, you're going to be super focused. Music definitely helps. But, you know, about that 39 weeks, I was, you know, going to, um, hang twinkle lights up, get the candles ready and set in places. Um, we had a, we have a garden tub in our, in our home. So didn't get a birth pool. We were just going to use our own tub if I wanted to do a water birth. Um, and, but I envision just, you know, um, leaning into just my innate ability and my intuition through birth. And everybody's like, well, do you think you'll have a water birth? And I'm like, I don't know. Like, I might, I might, you know, go to the dark place and, you know, want to give birth in my closet. Um, and I kind of joked about that. And people were like, are you ready? And um, I'm like, yeah, you know, I'm ready. I'm ready. I feel like I can do this without ever having given birth. I feel like I can do this. I know what to do. I know my body is going to let me know what I'm, what it's doing. And I'm going to give into that. And, um, and I think, you know, a lot of people were just surprised and I had a lot of people praying. Um, there are a lot of people who are like, Oh wow. Home birth. Like that's really terrifying. And I'm like, what's our, I mean, that, you know, I I think that we're, we're created to do this. I want to do this in the way that the Lord created me to do it. Um, the first time, um, and I never would have thought, I mean, you probably would have asked me 10 years ago and I never would have thought I would have said a home birth, but, um, hearts changed, minds changed, and that's what we're going for. So, um, envisioning just this birth and, you know, with talking with our midwife or preparing, you know, just for the time I had at 39 weeks, I had my last midwife appointment scheduled for that Friday, um, and again, I thought I was going to go a little bit past my estimated due date, but it's called an estimated due date for a reason. Um, so, um, so we're at 39 weeks and I'm still working and, um, I, I am like a career woman driven. So I work full time in an office downtown Greenville and, um, that, um, I say, I will kind of back up and just on Sunday, um, I guess the what date, May 20th or March 26th. Sorry, we're just in May, March, Sunday, March 26th. We had one little, um, baby shower and I knew that I was having some pre labor symptoms. Um, you know, I had a lot of friends talk about the, the, um, the fire crotch and, 
and what that was. And I was like, I think I'm definitely, I had that a couple of times and, you know, I'm very, I'm close to my mom and my mom is um, very, very, um, just very, very knowledgeable about pregnancy and birth and, and everything. So I really look up to her um, just through, through her knowledge. And she's like, I think you might be having Braxton Hicks. And I'm like, really? Is, is it Braxton Hicks? And um, everybody's like, well, they kind of sit a little bit up higher, but again, every pregnancy is different. Every woman is different. So I kind of knew, okay, we're, you know, we're kind of in pre-labor, like it really could happen any day now. I think, you know, but I could be sitting here for a week or two just with these symptoms, um, you know, in reality. So I wasn't, you know, getting too excited and, you know, we, we talked with, you know, both our midwife and our doula and, um, you know, they're like, you know, here's when you would need to call, like, keep us updated on things. Um, but you won't need to call. You, you're going to know when you need to call us when you think you're in active labor. I'm like, OK, that's good. That's good. So we know we're getting close. Um, and Monday night um, was I was at work Monday, um, came home Monday night. I had a friend come over, you know, shared a little bit of a glass of wine, um, which was nice because, you um, I kind of had some little crampies here and there. Um, and now I was like, maybe that's, I think maybe that's Braxton Hicks. So I'm having maybe some Braxton Hicks contractions, but nothing crazy, nothing severe. And it was nothing that I, you know, pain, I couldn't manage. Um, and then on Monday night, I noticed that I lost my mucus plug. I was like, oh, my mucus plug. That's like that weird thing that nobody really wants to talk about, but it's very much a reality and you're getting close to birth. Um, and I was, you know, really surprised by that. I was like, oh, okay. Some people don't experience and see it, but I did. And I was like, I think this is my mucus plug. Okay. This is it for sure. Um, now kind of knowing about physiological birth and what steps you need to happen for the next step. So I did text my doula, who's a friend of ours too. Um, so I texted her, I said, I, this is the next step. You know, I know I could still be here for a week, but I wanted to keep you updated. Um, so um, go to bed that night and I'm, Looking back, I'm also thankful that I had a glass of wine because I did wake up in the middle of the night having like what felt like like uh, menstrual cramps. Um, wasn't severe. wasn't anything I couldn't manage. It literally felt like just a, uh, you know, you're not going to take any Tylenol for it. it. wasn't as severe that I would have needed it, but it was something I could sleep through. Um, so Tuesday, um, um, we I wake up and it took me a little bit longer to get ready just because I'm cramping and as um, and I didn't, that, that was like, you know, we're just here. This is, this is part of it. We're 39 weeks. We are close. Um, I don't think it's late, you know, it's, it's pre-labor. It's not active labor or anything. So I just kind of managed my pain and just got through it. And it really was not severe at all. Um, and I'm even talking to my mom on the way to work that morning. Um, and I have my heating pads, you know, if you have heating pads in your car, that's awesome because it feels like it can give you some relief. So I'm like, yeah, mom, you know, I've got my heating pads on, you know, I kind of have some little bit of crampies, but I'm okay. And, um, I think even then my mom knew, um, <laughs> it was really funny. Um, but I get to work and I, um, I have a lot of responsibilities in my job at work and I had a lot I needed to do that day. And I knew that we could literally be baby could be here any day now. So I was like, you know, I really need to get through Wednesday to train everybody on taking on some of my responsibilities, you know, temporarily for when I go on leave. And I, um, 
I am someone who lives by the motto that you want to, I want to leave things better than when I found it. So I had a lot of goals. I was very ambitious on that day to finish up training, um, you know, my coworkers in my office to absorb some of my responsibilities. And so I had all these trainings scheduled for the afternoon and then the morning. And then I was like, you know what? And then Wednesday, it'll be great. I'll have Wednesday, we'll have maintenance. And then I will feel good about leaving, um, you know, for going on leave, which um, I never felt guilty about going on leave, but I am very like proud of, um, it, of, of, of my work. And I wanted just to make sure everybody felt great when I would be able to go on leave. So at ease. So I was really, I would say I had some stress towards the end of pregnancy just because I wanted to make sure everybody was set up and prepared. Um, um, because it doesn't happen often in our, in our workplace. Um, we don't have as many females that work with us, which is fine, but, um, it's in construction. So, um, but I just really wanted people to be prepared. So I had very, very much a detailed plan for that Tuesday. And so I'm, I'm walking a little bit slow though, and, and working with mostly young men, you know, I would, I would, you know, get up and go to the bathroom and they're like, are you okay? And I'm like, yeah, I'm good. You know, I got some pains, but it's, we're at the end of pregnancy. We're just here. And it was so funny. I didn't want to make any of my, you know, my coworkers feel uncomfortable. Like, oh gosh, this, you know, the pregnant lady walking around, which, um, uh, <laughs> you know, I'm used to kind of, you know, growing up with brothers, had a lot of work environments with mostly guys. So it's always a fun environment that definitely did not want to make them uncomfortable with, you know, maybe being in pre-labor. So I didn't mention that. I just said, you know, I'm uncomfortable, but I'm okay. I'm just, you know, doing my thing. Um, and I actually have one mom friend at work. She kind of just started with us. She's had three kids and I was in the bathroom it's about 10 o'clock after being through the whole meeting, even joking, you know, with my bosses and colleagues like, um, oh, yeah, most first time pregnant, you know, women think they're going to go earlier than their due date. And, you know, all we're joking about. it. I was like, well, I, I don't. I think I'm going to go next week. But, I'm, you know, just any day still. You never know. Um so we're joking about that. And my mom friends found me in the bathroom and I just, whenever I was feeling a little bit of these cramps, I would squat because that really helped me. And it was part of just my you know pregnancy, like workouts with squats and doing some lunges and stretches really helps like pelvic floor, um, keep that strengthened. Um, and, um, so she found me in the bathroom and I was squatting and she was like, okay. Um, and I was like, hi. And, and she was like, um, I can, you know, I could drive you to the hospital. And I was like, yeah, hilarious. Um, when I look back, this is too funny. And I was like, well, we're doing a home birth. And she's like, oh, okay. And as calm as could be, she was like, mm-hmm. um, is your doula on wheels? And I was like, no, I mean, I've let her know at that point I had texted my doula, let her know. It's like, Hey, you know, I'm having some, you know, menstrual cramps. It's not like a, I don't think it's a contraction. It's not starting and stopping at this point. And she's like, well, that's great progress. And, you know, maybe, um, you know, go home, get cozy. So I was like, yes, I probably should, you know, work the rest of the day from home. But it was just so funny. My, my coworker in the bathroom, she was like, okay. Um, and so I'm back at my desk and I'm training somebody on a, um, on a task that I was going to down on offload to them. And she kept walking around to my desk, checking it on me. <laughs> and, um, she just kept going, uh-huh. Okay. Um, and, um, just, 
maybe, you know, drink some water. So I'm like drinking my water. Um, but also this young man sitting next to me and making sure, you know, he's not uncomfortable. Um, because then about 1030, I do start noticing that there is a little bit of a wave of these menstrual light cramps um, that are a little bit more painful. And then there's a brief relief. Um, and so I would just kind of breathe through it and like kind of brace myself a little bit on my chair. So at that point, I did text my husband, Rob, who was working that day on a, on a different site um, than normal. Um, so I did text him and I said, hey, you know, and this is about 1030 at that point. Um, I said, you know, I'm going to um, work the rest of the day from home. So just by the way, um, I'll leave at lunchtime and I'll just finish up there. Um, so I was kind of like mentally very, had a healthy distraction um, to keep me, you know, not so focused on, you know, the symptoms that I was having. Um, and then it started, you know, getting a little bit more severe. So this is, um, this is definitely the Lord and the Holy Spirit telling me, but I called my husband at that point and I am stubborn. Um, I would have, I am always so concerned with, you know, making sure everybody else is good. Like I knew he was working on a job and I was like, ah, I don't need to call him. I don't want to like, he, sh he needs to do that. But I, I decided to call him at that point and say, you know, Hey, you know, these, cramps that I'm having are getting a little bit more severe, kind of there's a little bit of a wave. So I'm going to start timing the, these. Um, and he said, okay. And I said, no, but actually, I think I'd like for you to come and get me and you drive me home. I said, I don't want to be a distracted driver with these, you know, pains that I'm having. I said, I'm guessing these are maybe early labor contractions. Um, so I wasn't saying that out loud though, because I didn't want anybody else, all these boys around me to freak out. Um, and, and think, you know, worst case scenario, like, oh no, like let's get her to the hospital. Cause I felt fine. I was calm. Um, and I was confident. I knew what was happening. Um, somewhat anyways, I was slightly in denial. <laughs> But so um, my husband gets to the office and just before 12, I even talked to my boss on the phone who had just like stepped out to go run an errand. And I said, oh, by the way, just want to let you know, Rob's here. He's going to take me home. I'm going to work the rest of the day from home. And he's like, okay, great. We'll see you later. And I'm like, just let me know if you need anything. Talk to you soon. I'm sure, you know, normal thinking I'm going to work the rest of the day from home. And um so we get um, kind of acclimated. Rob helps me pack up my stuff. Um, and um, and then I'm like, well, I'm going to go to the bathroom one more time. And another gal friend, gal pal at work, Rob's like, hey, um, follow us here to the bathroom and just make sure she's cool. I'm going to pull the car around. So Rob knows. Like he instinctively knew a little bit more um, than I did about me. Well, now actually being in labor. Um, so my friend gets me to the bathroom and I just had a, like a, a contraction. I knew it was a contraction. So I'm not like wincing. I'm just still smiling. I can still talk through these contractions. So that's why I did not think at all this was like happening anytime soon. I was thinking, okay, you know, we, let's get home. Let's get cozy. Like my doula said, not going to call the midwife yet just because I know um, I want to be respectful and I want to be a big girl and I want to, you know, know that I know when to call her um, because it's the 511 rule. We weren't there yet. Um, but my friend then, with because of this pain that I was happening, she wheeled me out. <laughs> 
in an office chair <laughs> down the hall. And it wasn't through the office. We went down the side hall because I didn't want to distract anybody. Mercy. Um, <laughs> so I'm just kind of giggling through it. And we get in the car and on the road. And I was like, yeah, you know, Rob, just by the way, like take turns pretty easily. And, you know, don't don't break too hard or anything. And he doesn't. He's a great driver. So I don't even know why I'm telling you this. But um, we get from downtown Greenville to you probably, you know, you know, the area from university and, um, it all of a sudden hit me like a ton of bricks. Um, so we're about 15 minutes down the road and I, um, it's happening. Um, we go into now what I know, um, was transition, um, and active labor pretty, I, I think it was active labor first because then it was like, all right, we're timing these contractions. It is a severe pain now. And um, I'm having to hold on and I can now not talk anymore. <laughs> Just having to focus on breathing, you know, while we're in the car. And um, Rob's like, what can I do? And I'm like, you just drive. And I'm just like, don't touch me. Like, um, and he's like, okay, okay. And so we get both our, our doula and the midwife on the phone and we're probably like 10 minutes out from home. And um, and we're like, okay, yep, it's it's time. Like, go ahead. Could y'all go ahead and start making your way there? And they're like, yes, you know, when you get home, take it easy, run the shower, get in the shower or something, you know, just get comfortable. And we're like, okay, okay, okay. Um, and then, um, so they're going to be heading our way. And so we, we finally get home and, and it is, has it's just escalated quickly. And um, one thing I, you know, did start noticing was the, I need, I felt like I needed to have, um, I needed to go to the bathroom. Like I needed to have a BM and I'm like, Oh man. Um, and I've heard stories about that feeling. Um, and so we're in the car, we finally get home and I can barely get out of the car. Cause I'm, it, I have a contraction happening right then. So I can't talk. I'm just, okay. I'm just holding on for, you know, just for the pain management. And, um, we get out of the car and I just, I'm just like, like I'm not buckled over. Um, but I'm just like, Ooh, you know, it's audible at this point, poor Rob. And you just always, you know, you, you're not even focused on even what you sound like. Right. But it's, these are audible pains. Um, and Rob's like, oh my goodness, we're going to have the baby in the front yard. And I'm like, oh, no, we are not having this baby in the front yard. No chance. And I was like, that would just be too much. I was like, maybe we can go to the backyard. That's cool. Like we can have our baby outside, but we were well, no, not the front yard. I was like, I can't, we do live in a neighborhood and I just feel like that would be <laughs> so too, too much for me. So we get inside <laughs> and, um, my dad is with us and our, in our home and he was um, hanging out with the dogs and he was the only person we had time to let know. Um, so my dad, my dad's staying with us for um, temporarily. And I'd asked him, I said, okay, no boys allowed at the birth. So my dad is the only person that Rob texted or let know like, Hey, we're coming home. If you don't mind, it's kind of like maybe you know, pack up and, um, and, and leave the house. But he was still there. He had, just got that notice, you know, 10 minutes before. Um, and we get inside and I am having severe contractions. Like it is, it is go time. Um, and the dogs are there. They're like, mom, oh my gosh, you're home. Why are you guys home? And, you know, we had to kind of keep them from going downstairs or going upstairs. So my, my, thankfully my dad was there. So he took the pups outside. Well, can you take him outside for a second? 
and we live in a two-story house. Um, and I was like, all right, Rob, game plan. When we get in, you know, start running the bath and we'll just get in the bath or, you know, see and wait for, for Jennifer and Kristen to get there. Um, and we get halfway up the stairs and I have to stop halfway up the stairs because we, it was just too much. I had to hold on to Rob. Rob had to hold me up. Basically I'm holding on to the railing and it is just this severe pain. And I'm just, you know, wailing like a pregnant lady and labor would wail. And all of a sudden, um, I, we hear a pop and my water broke. Um, and it is not like most of my friends, water who breaks stories. It, it was an audible pop and it was so powerful that I thought I had our baby in my pants. Literally. <laughs> it was just, oh my yeah. gosh. And I was just like, okay. All right. So I'm like feeling down there. I was like, okay, that wasn't a baby. That was my water breaking. Oh my goodness. Like, wow, that's a lot of water. And poor Rob, he was like, he just like caught some of it. (laughs) So I'm just like, wow, this is nuts. So part of me after that moment was just like in shock. And that is probably the funniest part that we laugh about now. Like I had to stop on the stairs and poor Rob. And I'm like, that's a lot of water. My pants are soaked. So we get upstairs and I'm like, go time. Let's go. Um, So we get upstairs. I get into my closet. Um, to change clothes or just to remove my pants at least because they're soaked. Um, Rob starts the bath. I uh, feel another contraction. Um, and this time I do feel like I have to um, uh, use the bathroom. And I'm like, oh gosh, this is, I think this is it. This is, um, so I buckle over, I get my pants off and I just strip down now at this point. Um, so I then have to just hold on to the wall And then all of a sudden, I'm just like, Rob, I, and I'm screaming, clearly, I'm a little bit more calm now telling it, retelling it, but um, I'm like, Rob, okay, I'm pretty sure baby's coming right now. Uh, He's coming, or baby is coming. Um, Didn't know it was a boy or girl. And he says, okay, okay, we got this. So he like guides me to, and he is as confident and calm as can be. Um, Like he is in like, like just... I don't want to say survival mode, but he is just in like the zone. Like he knew what was happening. And so he guides me to get down on my all fours and I am like, okay, one more time. I am like feeling down there and literally one more push and our baby came flying out. <laughs> one more push. And he, I literally felt his head and Rob did too. And then he just, I mean, it was like, boom. I don't even know if it was two pushes or one pushes, but Rob caught the baby, caught our child. And he, I was just like, it's an immediate relief. And I was like, whoa. And all of a sudden, Rob, I hear, we hear him crying. I'm sorry. I didn't even, we didn't know who, what it was yet. Um, But Rob just goes, it's a boy, like baby Charlie's here. And I'm like, what? And it's just the most, it's just looking back, it's probably the most magical and sweetest um, and beautiful moments of our entire lives. Um, But it was just phenomenal. Like, okay, that happened so fast. He immediately started crying. 
Rob got to catch our baby like a football. He's a football coach at a high school. So like, that's exactly what he told people he wanted to do was I want to catch our baby like football. That's what I'm going to do. He did exactly that. And I think we had just, I think the cord was wrapped once, but Rob just gently unwrapped the cord. We hear baby Charlie crying. And then he had his, he peed everywhere. (laughs) Which was hilarious. Um, and I was like, oh my gosh, his first pee. Um, like, just like, enjoy it works. Wow. And, and works. his eyes were open. And I mean, we're just, now we're just holding our our son. And like, we didn't even have time. Rob didn't even have time to turn the water off. <laughs> the tub was only filled halfway before he had a chance to like hand Charlie to me. Um, and then he went and turned the water off and it was just so surreal. And I am just more so like, oh, wow, like what the heck just happened? Um, and I'm just, I'm kind of already starting to giggle. That is my first response, usually for pain, for joy, for, um, you know, um, you know, that's just my first response is to laugh. And Rob is crying. I'm laughing. And we're in my closet just by myself, by ourselves. <laughs> so, like, our mid our midwife Jennifer and, and Kristen didn't make it. Um, we had called them both and they heard him crying like on the phone and they're like, Whoa, oh my gosh, okay, we're almost there. And I'm like, we're good, like we're good. And um, I think probably 10 to 15 minutes later, um, Jennifer comes in and walks in the bathroom and we're like, we did it. <laughs> and just like so overjoyed. And she was like, oh my gosh, just like shaking her head. And I'm like, yeah, that was really fast. She was just like kind of laughing with us and um and Kristen got there and they were both like, oh my gosh, we are like so proud of y'all. And I know I was so sad they missed it. I know they were sad they missed it. Um, but we were just in in my closet. <laughs> it's the funniest part. Um, and just overjoyed and just laughing and just holding on to our son and, um, and he is just then like as content as can be just little cries here and there. And, um, it was just so surreal. Um, and it's just so funny looking back how I joked that, you know, I might, I might want to go have birth in my closet. You know, I might just mm-hmm. want to do that. And I think looking back even to, um, I'm just with, with everything that I knew and was preparing for mentally and emotionally for like birth, I, um, I would probably do the same thing over again. Um, just, I, I trusted my midwife so much that I knew that she would be someone who was like, go for it. Um, mm-hmm. you know, if I needed to, or wanted to, you know, us deliver our own baby kind of while somebody was there, I did think that somebody was going to be there, but, um, yeah. <laughs> but it was probably just the most, I mean, just the most intimate moment that my husband and I will ever share. And it's the greatest story we will ever get to share in our entire life. And sweet Charlie, that's probably going to be his best story too. You know, and a lot of his friends are like, yeah, I was, you know, born at Greenville Memorial. And he's going to be like, I was born in TR in my mom's closet. You know, Um, And uh, it was just the sweetest, sweetest moment. And gosh, and then... 
um, talk about like the care after birth from Jennifer and Kristen. Um, wow. I am blown away by just the aftermath and the events that happened just after our birth. Um, so while we were still there, they kind of, they're like, okay, well, let's get, let's get a towel. Let's get, you know, Charlie a little starting to get warm. Um, Rob got to cut the cord. So we did the late cord camping, which was amazing. Um, we probably waited about like 35, maybe almost 40 minutes before we cut the cord. We were just kind of um, checking in, making sure, hey, everybody's good. We're, we were as calm and just like happy as could be. There was no fear or anxiety that we were, that was going through our minds at all. We were just so happy to see our son and like be holding him. Um, but man, they um, passed Charlie off to Rob for a moment and they, we started the bath more. Um, they immediately were just like on mom. We got to get here. Let's, let's take care of mom right now. Mm -hmm. um, and that was incredible. Um, cause I think, you know, right after you, well, I mean, of course, right after, um, giving birth, um, there's just all this adrenaline. And so I'm on a high, I'm just like, there's instant relief. I don't even feel anything. Um, and, um, they get me in the bathtub and they are just like holding on to me. And I'm like, gosh, like, I am that person who always wants to, is always going to be the first to jump up to support somebody else, to lift them up, like physically, whether it's physically or emotionally. And it was so surreal, like, and, you know, in addition to my husband, Rob, like having these two incredible women just guide me to caring for me right after birth. Like that was incredible. Um, I did make the comment that I was like, gosh, I feel like I'm at the spa because I'm just in adrenaline mode right now. Like they put me in the bath. They, you know, cleaned me up. They handed me Charlie and um, helped with, um, you know, breast, um, putting him to nurse just his first little bit right after. And um, I was able to um, gently deliver the placenta in the tub, which I, um, physical parts of that. I, 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 when I was, you know, reading about physiological birth so much, I didn't read as much on like delivering the placenta, but, um, we did, we delivered it in the tub and that actually felt like I had to push. Whereas mm -hmm. when Charlie was, um, was coming, I, my body took complete control and I didn't even feel like I had to force anything, do anything, try to push. Um, he, my body just kind of took control when Charlie was being born. Now, when the placenta was being delivered, um, I felt like I kind of had to push a little bit. Um, and so I was like, oh, this is the labor. <laughs> These are the labor pains that I was, you know, you know, thinking I would experience. Um, but we um, did that part. And um, after just a little bit while, everybody's cleaned up. They um, walk me to... Um, just to the bed, which thankfully we were in the master bathroom outside of our bedroom. So I got to get in bed immediately. Um, and their care, I just, I could go on and on and on about how cared for I felt and, mm -hmm. um, and Charlie as well. And so we immediately, they put him on my skin in bed and, um, continued to like when he was, you know, feeling like he wanted to nurse, like nurse. And, um, he had his first, uh, meconium poo-poo on his mommy. Um, so <laughs> that was the funniest 
part two, we were like, oh my gosh, it's his first poop. And I, he was just on, on mommy's chest, which was fine. Um, yeah. I was really proud of him. I was like, oh, he loves his mommy. Um, and so we um, just then had some sweet moments of just, all right. And they're talking me through just kind of the next steps. And when he was ready, um, just hours after um, he, um, our midwife, Jennifer, she um, did the kind of the first little newborn check um, just hours after she did uh, craniosacral fascial or yeah, cranial sacral mm-hmm. fascial therapy on him. So CFT therapy. And that was incredible. Um, mm-hmm. He responded just so well. And I was just watching his this tiniest little human, um, I forgot to mention, he was five pounds, three ounces. So he was teeny tiny baby, um, not a preemie at all. Like not even nothing, nothing was wrong. He, everything checked out, but it was just incredible watching how this tiny little precious life was responding to his own body and the movements and, um, it was, she kind of walked us through kind of like his, one of his legs, I think his right leg was a little bit stuck and mm-hmm. just with some mobility and some movement, um, it was unstuck and wow, it, that was incredible. Um, mm-hmm. and, um, so we had just a great experience and they stayed with us, you know, for a few hours afterwards. And, and then we were on to our first 24 hours as parents and, um, it was just so surreal. Um, and that was, um, but that, I just like, I keep reflecting back on just that, those moments right after birth about mm-hmm. like, and what that with, which is, you know, why I would just emphasize if you're able and, and want to do a home birth, like, wow, what an experience with a great midwife anyways. Um, and, um, I would highly recommend, um, just that experience because I just don't think, um, I don't, I can't imagine having to, um, like stay in a hospital bed mm-hmm. after that experience. Um, especially cause I didn't, I didn't tear, like I had like a couple of pops. I didn't need stitches or anything, but, um, I just can't imagine, you know, having that experience anywhere else, but home. Mm-hmm. And, but in your closet. Yeah. Yeah. And in my <laughs> closet. I know how crazy. It's so funny. Um, but yeah, I just, I couldn't imagine having to get in a car and having to go into a car and, and, and drive somewhere different to get to home. I was so thrilled that I got to be home and, um, kind of shortly afterwards, we, we all partook in a little bit of champagne and cheers. And it's like, we, we, that was teamwork. (laughs) I know that I, I know that I did about 75% of all of the physical side, well, hundred percent of the physical, but it was teamwork to, um, to have Charlie be here and just be taken care of. And both of us get taken care of and woof, just incredible. So, <laughs> well, I, I know like it's impossible to top that because that is just such an incredible story, but I also know that you have had a really lovely postpartum in some ways. And I wanted to kind of ask about that and hear how your postpartum has gone and what has made it successful. Yeah. Oh, wow. So postpartum was probably what I had the most questions about. I think like, it's just not something, you know, that is 
shared. Uh, there's not a lot of talk about postpartum. Now you're seeing a whole lot more about it, but there's not a lot of like resources for it um, until. And so I, I listened to, you know, that class from our, um, from the cohort, you know, a couple of times, just for me, like I knew that like mentally postpartum was going to be a challenge for me because I am such a social person. I am such, again, a busy body. I'm very, I'm always moving. I do not sit still for very long. And I remember even going through the class and hearing like the five, five, five rule, like in bed for five, on bed for five, around bed for five. I was like, that seems, that seems like I'm not going to be able to do that. And Mm -hmm. I made my husband, Rob, you know, partake in listening to that session as well, because if anybody's going to make me do the right thing, it's going to be him. Um, And he, of course, oh my gosh, he was just the best partner through all of it. Um, I think there's a couple things I didn't expect, like for like the physical healing of postpartum. I know every woman is different, um, but I think like with um, the physical pains that come with postpartum, I didn't realize maybe how severe I was super, super focused on like the mental and social, like needing to like take it easy mentally. You're going to need to not um, do what you think you can, but I'm going to tell you, I did not think that I could get out of bed. So it was a really, really a huge testament and like affirmation of why, um, like care for postpartum is so important. And I mean, I mean, yes, I think you need to stay in bed for a whole week. Um, other than to get up to go to the bathroom, um, because that healing process is, wild and it is incredible what our bodies do um but you know there's you you delivered a baby and then you deliver a whole organ and that wound that is created inside like of course that has to heal and um i think a lot of i think we we as women have to prepare more for the physical healing portion of postpartum in addition to like emotional and mental postpartum because postpartum mm-hmm. lasts, you know, longer than just a few days. It's, 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 a you know, you'll, you'll say, I mean, I'll, I'll be saying that I'm 12 weeks postpartum, I'm 20 weeks postpartum, you know, I'm a year postpartum or, you know, people will mostly ask, you know, how old is your baby? Um, and so that'll kind of be a clear giveaway of, you know, how many weeks postpartum you are, but wow, postpartum healing is, it's no joke. Um, and it's, it's, it's fascinating as well because of how incredible our bodies are. Um, you know, when you're growing, um, a human, you are also like all of your organs are shifting around and moving in different places. They're not in their normal positions. So it was, it was painful um, physically painful, but wild and interesting knowing that, um, you know, my organs had to take the time to put themselves back together. And postpartum is all about putting mom back together. Um, and it, and so it, there, there was, there's pe- of course, physical pains with it. So I am so glad that, you know, I focus a lot on the mental part because the physical pain of postpartum affirmed why it's so important to take it slow. Um, and I have definitely taken it slow, but I, I could not do any of it without my precious husband. He, um, is, he is like 
he is king of postpartum mm-hmm. care. Um, and he being someone who he's a personal trainer and someone who is, is um, much an advocate for nutrition and fueling our bodies to be able to thrive and, and live optimally. Like he prepared every single meal for the first two weeks. Um, postpartum hunger is also no joke. I put away four eggs quick. I, I did not know I could eat that many eggs that fast. I was starving. Um, and I was just so thirsty. Um, but gosh, he was just the best partner. I mean, he was so supportive, like emotionally, like he was by my side for every second, unless he was preparing a meal and he would literally bring it upstairs on this tray, like a serving tray and, Mm -hmm. um, just made sure I was like still taking my cod liver oil um, and all of my supplements and, um, I was drinking my raw milk. He made sure like I was just staying fueled, um, when he needed just to sit with me and hold Charlie, he would just hold Charlie and, um, like the night, um, you know, night feeds at first, I let him know. I was like, I know you're going to want to help a lot, but it's okay. Like, don't feel like you have to stay up. Like it's going to be important for you to get some sleep so you can take care of me. And he, we, we, we took that on, um, or he took that on like a champion. Um, but even like the, after the last kind of like mid, like early morning night feed, um, he would let me sleep and he would just hold Charlie for that last little bit. And he got that bonding time with Charlie. Um, but he was just incredible. It, um, you know, definitely like, um, I'll probably start crying a little bit, but, um, whenever you, I I guess, you know, you, you just become, you, you, you do fall in love a little bit more with your spouse when you've shared, I think an experience like we've been able to share, that was just the most beautiful moment. And, but then watching how much he, like he kind of turned into a little bit of a mush, like just so tender and he's always tender and just, um, you know, he's an alpha too. And just always is the protector, always the caretaker. Um, but just that tenderness just like was accentuated. Um, Mm -hmm. and it was so sweet. Like a, a couple mornings later, kind of after that first 24 hour, like adrenaline wore off when you're really starting to feel some of the pains of postpartum and just that, you know, perennial healing. Um, you know, we would, we would put on some music and some worship music and, um, you know, we would just cry together, just looking at, um, mm-hmm. our son. Cause it was just, wow. Like, I can't believe that we get to be his parents and, um, and that he gets to call us mom and dad and that, you know, that's part of our story. And, um, I think that's just the most beautiful part is that, you know, this is a part of our story that's going to change our lives forever. And, you know, I'm never not going to be a mom, but Rob's never not going to be a dad. And he is such a great dad already. Um, but I, man, if he, I just, he prepared, um, I'm so proud of him. Like he was reading the book, the birth partner, you know, he always asked about, you know, the classes that I was, um, listening to for the collective and he participated, um, you know, I know in the spousal involvement call, but also like he, he wanted to know about birth. He wanted to know how he could support me through labor, which was very quick. Um, so he didn't have as much, you know, time to, to focus on that, but he wanted to know how to take care of me during postpartum and he just nailed it. So, but just mm-hmm. emotionally, um, 
you know, spiritually. And um, it's just an incredible bond now that we have um, that, you know, is going to allow us to like, you know, of course, keep our marriage first and a huge priority for us. And, um, but also be able to be that team that, you know, raises this, what we hope to, you know, be a tiny little disciple one day. Um, and that is, but he is a loved baby boy and he is such an amazing, amazing father. Our dogs even mm. have been great nurses. Um, they just, they never leave my side when I'm with the baby. Um, but even if like Rob's got the baby downstairs or something now, um, you know, they come in and check on me. It's so sweet. We just, I just love my whole family so much. And it just makes me appreciate just where we're at in this like season of life. And, um, you know, some days postpartum are harder than others. I think mentally, you know, being a busybody, I'm starting to feel up to like, you know, wanting to see people. We have a meal train, which is incredible. Um, I would recommend making sure your community or tight knit group knows to set up a meal train for you because that has been such a blessing. Um, and instead of us being on the go, 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 it's been amazing to, for our community and our, our sweetest of friends to come to us so that we get a little time to see people. Cause we, we both just love our people so much. Um, so it's been so awesome just to see little, you know, our people for a long time. We didn't start that till probably three weeks after, um, Charlie was so little that we, you know, couldn't really expose him to too many people outside of parents. Um, but, um, but now, you know, we're kind of craving like seeing people, but then it's also, I'm still taking things slow as social as I am, you know, we can probably only do a couple outings a week at the moment. We're like five weeks post postpartum and, or well, I guess tomorrow is officially five weeks, but, um, you know, I have an outing today to go get some CFT therapy done. Um, so it was scheduling a little bit of outings here and there. Um, cause I certainly don't want to wear myself out and I, wow, I'm, I'm proud of myself for setting those boundaries and Rob holding me accountable to those boundaries. Um, and then I don't want to also, you know, overdo and overstimulate sweet little baby and he'll get used to it eventually. We'll, we'll pick up social things, you know, after a while, um, cause we, we're on the go a lot, but, um, it's just been, it has, it's been a great, I mean, postpartum so far. I know things will change and get harder. Um, but I just feel, I'm, I feel mentally and emotionally prepared to take them on. I haven't had too many days where I've, you know, been too start crazy, but there, there's definitely some days where baby just needs you. And, you know, I, I do, I like, I feel like I'm sitting a lot. Um, and that's okay. Um, and I'm just like telling myself it's okay. This is what he needs. Like your life is sustaining his life right now. Um, mm -hmm. and, um, so being able to nurse and breastfeed has been amazing. Um, I think that is just an incredible gift to be able to do that, um, for him because he's certainly growing because of it, which is amazing. Um, so, and I could just, I could go on and on and on. So. <laughs> Yeah, well, it's been beautiful. And I really am so grateful for your um, explanation of what's been going on postpartum. And I do feel like this is this is the encouragement. Maybe, um, you know, I, I could see some moms sharing this with their spouses. Mm -hmm. And I think what's so beautiful about this and really what we talk about in the Home Birth Collective is this, 
laboring experience, the birthing process, the postpartum, this is a time for your spouse to be your hero. Like this is the time mm. for them, if they, if we can show them what to do, for them to be able to step up, to be that protector, to be the advocate, to be your Prince Charming. Like, and you get to look back on that for the rest of your lives. And like you said, Sarah, like you'll never forget this. Like this is what establishes the strength of relationship. And I just love to see that in what you guys experienced. And it's what I pray that other moms and dads can experience together as well. So thank you for demonstrating that so beautifully. And thank you, Rob. (laughs) Thank you, Rob, for demonstrating that so beautifully and letting Sarah get to share about that with us. Um, But Sarah, this has just been incredible. What an amazing, surprising story that you guys have. Um, It's it's just such a joy to hear it all. Thank you so, so much for coming on the Happy Home Birth Podcast. I'm so honored again to be here. It was an incredible experience. How amazing was Sarah's birth and postpartum? As we head into this week's episode roundup, I have two major thoughts that I'd really love to share. Number one, just because it's your first birth does not mean that it's going to be long, that you're going to feel uncertain or need reassurance and that you don't know what to do. Sarah walked into birth with confidence. Did she expect to give birth to her baby in a closet? (laughs) No, but did her body know exactly what it was doing? Absolutely. Sarah had admitted that she felt totally confident in her ability to birth her baby and Rob's ability to support her. With their lifestyle and their deep trust in the birthing process and the Lord, this experience was so them. And number two, postpartum. There is just so much going on during this time. Physically, mentally, emotionally, trust me, I'm there right now. (laughs) I love hearing Sarah gush about how Rob has been such an incredible support throughout. This is such a special time for your spouses to step up, to shower you with care, to be your hero, and to leave the two of you feeling more drawn together than ever before. Now, if you're looking for a way to prepare for your birth in a way that leaves you feeling as confident and supported as Sarah did. And that shares with your spouse how to be your protector and advocate in the process and in postpartum. I would love to have you inside of the Home Birth Collective. So make sure you click the link to join in the show notes. Don't forget to use this week the code BABYBOY for 20% off. And in the future, the code podcast will still get you 10% off at any point at checkout. Okay, my friends, that is all that I've got for you for today. I'll see you back here next week. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. Are you looking to extend the home birth support, encouragement, and education? Join us in our Facebook group, Happy Home Birth Podcast Community, and check us out on Instagram at Happy Home Birth Podcast.